It's the Chronicles of the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the Arsenal Fans Forum that just uh, finished, actually, not too long ago, uh, where the uh, various groups got together and managed to have a bit of a chat, a bit of a sit down with Josh Kroenke. Now, as you can imagine, Josh Kroenke got a hard time and he's absolutely deserving of it. Uh, what KSE have tried to do by signing us up to this uh, Super League, which thankfully has failed, crashed and burned, um, is unforgivable. It's the ultimate betrayal uh, of not just us as a fan group, but of the sport as well. Uh, so really glad that obviously that has fallen through for now, but we're fully aware that this may come back again very, very soon. Now, I wasn't in the meeting, um, but I've been following it across social media over the last sort of uh, hour or so. So I want to share with you guys some of the highlights, some of the best bits, some of the bits that caught my eye. Uh, but I'm sure we can react in a little bit more depth tomorrow or, or whenever we do the next podcast, uh, as more and more detail emerges, uh, as I am led to believe the club will post the minutes on arsenal.com uh, a little bit later on today. Uh, so whenever they get that ready, we can expect that as well. Uh, but I wanted to do a bit of an instant reaction kind of thing, because I think this is massive. And, and what There we go. Don't know what happened there. Um, what I want to say, first of all, is that I, I take pride in the fact that the people involved in this um, were really sort of hot on it today. And they asked questions and they asked difficult questions. You know, sometimes we've kind of had these events in the past and it's been a little bit soft. And I'm not accusing any individuals of that. I know that the club do whatever they can to try and make it as easy um, as possible and they try and, and sort of deflect from the real issues. Uh, but a, a big shout out in particular to Akil Vyas, who I've had the pleasure of working with uh, previously on a couple of occasions on radio and podcasts. Um, he's a top guy and he, he you can tell just from talking to him once or twice that he deeply cares about this football club. And so um Big shout out to Akil because his comment was absolutely spot on. And we'll come on uh, to that in a little bit. Let's, uh, let's So let's run you guys through. Let me share my screen. Uh, big shout out to Red Action as well, who have uh, uh, were providing updates throughout the thing. And they've now put a Wakelet page together as well with all the updates. So you can find that by following Red Action Gooners, uh, Red Action AFC, sorry, on Twitter, uh, and you'll be able to find it there. They've put, posted the link there. Uh, so to start off, Vinay in his intro said, 
really, really sorry for Arsenal's part in a difficult week for football. He went on to say that Arsenal were not, were not the authors of this proposal, despite what many people think. On this project, the train was leaving the station. We made the decision to join. We made a bad decision, a terrible one. So what he is saying is um, essentially that Arsenal were not the creators of this, were not involved in the initial plans, but felt like the train was leaving the station and we had no choice but to jump on it. Now, I said that in my kind of instant reaction to the Super League news, that this was something that if you didn't join up, you might have been left behind financially. But, you know, we've heard reports contrary to that. We've heard reports that Arsenal were one of the forefront, one of the teams at the forefront of this, were one of the leading forces in getting this done. Do we believe Vinay? I'm not so sure. And I think there's been so much distrust created over the years that it's impossible for me to completely, um, you know, believe anything that anybody in that kind of position has to say nowadays. Um, as Hambo says in the chat, it's like the shaggy argument. It wasn't me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um Everybody's pointing fingers at each other. Nobody wants to take responsibility. Nobody wants to take the blame. What I will say is this, um, you're still signed up to it, Arsenal. I don't care if you started it. I don't care if you joined it at the last bloody minute. You are still as culpable as all the other clubs that signed up to this preposterous deal that threatened the game of football as we know it. Um, he also went on to say, those who know me know I care about this club. It was really tough. We have to repair it. We made mistakes. Um, Josh Cronkey said, I am here today to talk and I echo Vinay's comments. Leadership is about recognising when you are wrong, correcting and apologising it. So Josh Cronkey, I guess from the outset, making it clear that, that they are fully aware of the mistake that they've made and the implications uh, that's had on the already fractitious relationship between Arsenal uh, and its ownership. Uh, you know, they're fully aware that there are problems and um, this is only added to it. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, this was this was what I expected. Um, but then this comment pissed me off a little bit uh, where he said, we asked ourselves, what is worse, the ESL or the ESL without Arsenal? Also asked ourselves, what do the fans want? You ask yourselves what the fans want. Why don't you ask the fans what the fans want and they'll hide behind confidentiality agreements and they'll hide behind this and they'll hide behind that. But the reality is if you run a football club, the size of Arsenal, an institution, the size of Arsenal with a global fan base, a global appeal, and you are capable of reading the room that badly and you can get it so wrong then you're not fit to run the football club. You are not fit to run a football club of which you have no idea what its supporters want, don't want, what appetite they would have for this ridiculous proposal. It, it, it baffles me, honestly baffles me as to how Josh Kroenke, Stan Kroenke, Vinay, all of these people behind the scenes that were working to make this happen. And let's not make any mistake about it. This was not something that was cooked up overnight. This was not something that the Arsenal hierarchy uh, decided on last minute. 
No, this has been going on in the background for ages. We've been hearing about this for years. And after he says that about asking the fan, we asked ourselves what the fans want. He says the global fans want Arsenal versus Barcelona as often as possible. English fans want to see big matches, but you still want your cold night in, nights in Stoke. We got it wrong. I mean, how can you use... This is a serious meeting, right, about by with a group of fans finally get a chance to sit down with the custodians of our club. There's clearly concerns about, you know, sort of the the direction of travel in which the club is headed. There are concerns about so many things. And um, and this guy has pulled out a cliche out of the bag. How long have Stoke not been in the Premier League? And this guy's still using the Stoke cliche. It's just embarrassing. It's an insult to our intelligence that he's dug the old cold night in Stoke comment out. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. You're supposed to be an educated business tycoon, uh, you know, running a powerful, massive, huge football club. And you're pulling out the cold night on Stoke cliche in a serious meeting like this. Jeez. He said it was never our intention to harm English football. We can talk FFP about racism, but for the football pyramid stability, we need to ensure we are maximising revenue. But we went about it on the wrong, in the wrong way on this occasion. Well, no shit. He also goes on. Um, he, he didn't really say a great deal, um, you know, about uh, about anything after that. It, you know, it went over to the questions bit. They, I'm sure, would have wanted to make this as. Um, you know, as as swift and as painless for themselves as possible. Um, I'm I'm looking at the comments, and I am going to come to the comments in a little bit. Um, but this comment jumps out at me from James Wilson, so I'm going to pick this one up now. James Wilson says, "Harry, you're a hypocrite, constantly saying trust the process, trust the process. Now you're saying Cronky out the man behind the process. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Who's ever said that I trust the Cronkies? Who's ever said that we trust the Cronkies?" No, I'm trusting Mikel Arteta as a coach, his process in terms of doing what he can do with the group that he's got, getting players out that he can get out, getting players in that he has the capability to get in. I'm trusting Mikel Arteta as a coach, as a football coach to get it right. It's nothing to do with the Cronkies. It's nothing to do with them. I was one of the people that was pushing for the We Care Do You campaign. When was that? A year, year or two ago? So I don't know why people, I don't know where you've got that from, James. Have you ever seen me praise Cronky? If you have, dig out a clip and send it my way. It's absolute nonsense. Um, absolute nonsense. And I'm wound up about this whole Super League and Cronky thing. So you picked the wrong time to poke the bear, my friend. Um what else have we got here? And this is the comment that, that stood out to me the most. And I really enjoyed this one from Akil. He says, do you not understand English football? You do not interact with fans. You have no clue. English football is clearly not for you. You should leave. Really good comment that stick it to them because they absolutely deserve it. Um, there was another question about whether or not they agree with the suggestion of fan representation on the board. Uh, Josh said he believes in it. And he said, this has been an education with regards to the power of the Arsenal fans. I mean, of course, he's going to say that, but it's embarrassing. Um, 
that he didn't know that already. You know, it's embarrassing that he didn't already understand how big the fan base is and the fact that his business is only worth the amount of money that it is. Um, you know, because of the size of the fan base, because of it's the club's global appeal. It just strikes me as incredibly, either incredibly naive, which somebody in that position isn't, simply isn't, um, or incredibly patronising, and I certainly think it's the latter. Uh, moving on, uh, there was another question posed. He said, um, this whole debacle reflects badly on KSE. Do you still consider yourselves fit and proper custodians of our club who can lead us forward? And um, and he went on to say, are KSE fully aware that the vast majority of fans do not believe you are the own, that you are fit to be the owners of our club? He said, um, do you believe the damage is repairable or will KSE be looking to sell their shares in Arsenal? And Josh said, we will rebuild. We believe we are fit to go forward with Arsenal. We were put in a difficult situation by sources outside the club. But it's not clear, as uh, as Red Action say, what on earth he was referring to there. Um, Kroenke admitted that we almost betrayed, that that he, had, he and the, the club had betrayed our trust. And he says, um, and he, a question was posed to him, sorry. It's a little bit confusing reading this off of a Twitter thread, but he said, um, you said you have betrayed our trust, but let me be very clear. We have never trusted you or KFC, KS, almost called them KFC, uh, by KSC. How will you try to improve your relationship with the fans? I probably respect KFC more than I do KSC. That's a to be fair. Uh, Josh said, I want to get back to London. I want to do this. I'm aware we never had trust. We need to be build a bridge. We will. Well, that is one hell of a wobbly bridge. Um, he was posed a question about what might happen if another Super League invite came along. And he said he'll consult with the fans. Con confidentiality makes it complicated, but we would certainly gather more info if it came around again. Um, you know, uh, for me, that's it. It's just a cop out again. Um, he was also asked about whether KSE were covering um, all the outside costs related to the, the European Super League, because, of course, there were rumours, weren't there, uh, that it was uh, it was costing Arsenal about eight million pounds. Kroenke said to confirm KSE are covering all of those costs related to the ESL. But Vinay went on to say that this is nowhere near the eight million pound figure uh, that was uh, touted. Um, we, he was also asked about self-sustainability, the fact that that's not working. And um, he was asked how he'll be investing and if not, when he'll be selling Arsenal Football Club. Uh, Josh Cronkey said, we have big plans to invest. We have plans. We want to be great again, but a long-term model does not support long-term high investment. No intention of selling, though. That's the bit that jumps out to me and the, the most worrying bit, I guess. Um, he also said that it's been a crazy week and we've not represented the club. Well, we have learned. Not good enough for me. Just another PR stunt. I think it's too short. Um, and, and, and listen, I'm not in any way pointing a finger at those who who are running this or, you know, were asking the questions because ultimately they only get what they're given. The club uh, are very careful with things like this. They will not give much airtime to this kind of thing. And the minute it turned a little bit hostile, a little bit um, edgy, 
all of a sudden, um, you know, it's it, they're wanting to get out of it as, as quickly as possible. But what I will say is this, and I apologize for the kind of uh, lack of clarity when reading through some of those comments in particular, if you are listening on the audio platform and you can't see it. But unfortunately, um, I am literally taking this off of the Twitter thread because this is an instant reaction uh, to what was said. We know that the, the minutes will be written up and perhaps we can have a good read of it again a little bit later on tonight and um, and try and make a bit more sense of it, read between the lines a little bit more as well. Um, and as, as Red Action say, Mark Gonella um, has committed to getting the minutes published onto Arsenal.com ASAP within the next 24 hours. Um, Red Action go on to say some excellent questions from the forum there. Uh, Josh Cronkey, under no illusions, about our feelings. And that brings me on nicely to a question in the uh, live chat box, which I'm going to pick up now um, from JO4, who says, do you think tomorrow's protests are pointless thinking about going, but they are never going to sell? No, I think, I think now's the time to do it, to strike while the iron's hot, you know, because for me, and I've been guilty of this in the past as well. I've sat there and I've gone, well, you know, they're not going to go anywhere. Um, should I waste my sort of time and energy getting stressed and wound up about them when the you know it's their football club and they're not going to leave unless they want to? And um and and I've been a little bit guilty of that in the past, and, and I've talked about their passive ownership and I've said that I don't like it, but you know, being a passive owner and maybe not investing as much money as the fans would like you to invest is one thing. Um, and it's something that we've had to live with over the last few years and uh, we've reluctantly done so. But to go from that to trying to sell our soul, and not just our soul, but the soul of English football um, to the devil for a quick buck is just absolutely outrageous. So I would urge everybody who possibly can get down there tomorrow to get down there, make our feelings known, let them know just how much damage this move of theirs has done. And if that continues and we can hit them hard where it hurts, then you never know. They may feel that this is a lost cause. You can only hope. But if we don't try, we're certainly not going to get anywhere. We can't allow them to, to have done this, to get some heat for a few days and then for us to drop off and back off. No, we need to keep the momentum going. We need to really hammer it home how pissed off we are, quite frankly, uh, with KSE's ownership their decision to do this, but everything else that's gone before that as well, right? Because the relationship with KSE has never been good, not from day one. So this is the time to really home in on it. You know, we we won't have a better reason than this, you know, so, so we have to take advantage of it. And also as a fan base, this is something that I'm delighted to say has united us because we've always been very, very split on, on a range of subjects. And that, I think, has helped KSE to get away with murder in the past because of the division around other subjects. Often their sort of discretions went under the sort of got swept under the carpet or, or went under the radar, however you want to put it. So for me, um, you know, this is. This is a really key time for us as Arsenal fans in our fight to get them out of our football club. And uh, and we have to take advantage of, of it tomorrow. Um, Masters Weekend says, uh, well, wait a second, Harry. Surely Arteta must have known about this Super League. No, I think the anger should extend from the top through the bottom. Hit the likes. Thanks for that. Yeah, please do hit the likes if you haven't done so already. Um, but no, I, I don't believe Mikel Arteta did know about it. it. 
he's not the only manager, right, that's come out and said that he had no clue about this until very late on. Josh Kroenke's hinted that confidentiality agreements made it difficult uh, for them to discuss things. But there's not a single owner who has claimed that his manager knew and no manager has claimed that he knew either. So are they just keeping their managers out of the, the firing line? Maybe, you know, I wouldn't completely rule it out, but I don't think so. I don't think that Mikel Arteta uh, was aware of it. Um, Steve Stone in the chat says, this is making me feel sick. Completely agree. Um, Reginald also says, uh, remember everyone, you making your feelings known, not only to the Cronkies, but also to sponsors whom we can all boycott in protest, which can also affect the Cronkies. Um Zamir says the only way KSE feels pressure is if fans stop investing in the football club, i.e. in tickets, uh, kits, streaming, etc., etc. Sherlock Holmes says, as the Yanks say, we can't drop the ball. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Marshall, one of our members, says anyone want to buy me a ticket to London from D.C.? Wouldn't miss the protest if I was anywhere near. Um, we'll be there for you in spirit, mate. And, um, and we'll be bringing you some content from it as well. Right. So we can try and keep those of you uh, who unfortunately are further away and unable to get here. Uh, we will try uh, to bring you as much decent content as possible whilst being involved in the protest as well uh, so that you guys can keep on top of what is going on from afar. Uh, Spiral Sam says that one question I would have asked. KSC keeps saying the same things regarding be excited. We have plans. We'll invest and then go back on their word. Why should we trust you now? Completely agree. Um completely agree with that i'm going to um i'm going to leave it there because this is just a, a brief instant reaction podcast and i'll i'll have a read of it again uh, a little bit later on um you know and and try and process it and and have a look at some of the fallout sort of from around the the media as well and uh, we'll come back and reconvene uh, on the next edition of the podcast uh, bright and early tomorrow. But for now, that is a roundup of the key points from the Arsenal Fans Forum. Um, and uh, I hope it's uh, helped some of you get up to speed if you hadn't read it already. Um, and uh, yeah, as I say, if you can get down to the protest um, and I'll be seeing uh, some of you there, I'm sure. And if you spot me, um, because I only ever see your your YouTube little pictures, right? Uh, but if you spot me, do come over and say hello. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to meet some of you guys as well. So uh, yeah, check it out. Right, smash the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Um, it is really really appreciated. If you want to become a member, click on the link in the description. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health, uh, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, and that's Cacao Bliss. So check it out. Uh, I'll be dropping the discount code and a website link in the description if you're interested in that product. Uh, it's particularly for our US-based listeners, viewers, then please do check it out. Uh, it's a uh, 100% organic, uh, but details are on the website. And I thank them for their support of the Chronicles of Aguna. I'll catch you all soon. Until next time, au revoir. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler. 
And you're listening to Harry Simeon.